Recorded live. Now, why would a dictator do that? Why would he make his number one priority when he took over as dictator to disarm the public? The Second Amendment is there, so and it was ma- put in there not for hunting and fishing like they like to say. It was put in there so the citizens would have the ability, if their government became oppressive, they could defend themselves against oppressive government. And I think that overrules all the gun deaths because let's remember something. A gun is simply a tool. People kill people. Ready once that war has gotten heavy, kept some burners by the bevy, turn that deep into confetti, steady aiming where your children at, damage where you building at, annihilate you from the map, this is more than just a rap, presidents crying over babies, don't move me, but they've been killing babies worldwide, you can't fool me, just another tactic to take us off our axis, that routine practice to keep us on snooze, everyone's associated, I don't watch the news, claiming I'm affiliated, I don't know them dudes. I just keep it front line, 12 gauge shot rhyme, aim for the head, make sure the shoulder don't bruise. I choose freedom over cake and find royalties, even for the sake to integrate in popularity. Just for more clarity, you ain't really scaring me. It's really no surprise to anyone with open eyes to this. <laughs> Label you an outlaw, confiscate your gun law, come into your crib and pinned up, got your family hemmed up, even with your chin up, you can't feel your manhood. Slowly turn around and tell your family to get down. No one make a sound and put your face into the ground. Anything said again, we pump that hot lead again. This is all American. Take that. Simple question, we don't manufacture weapons, how we get them Smith and Wessons, how they circulate the hood. They bring them here in boats, mainly for the youth to toast and them pigs to get them yoke. We have a visual all good. But I'm from school of fist fights, jump you if you seem psych. Ruga AK just in case they want my birthright. Damn right, NRA is in the bed with government. Same aim, same damn name, same covenant. Media, working overtime to put the fear in ya. Church praying hard, but that blonde ain't really hearing ya. Area, a war zone for all the wrong reasons, and other countries killed for lacking water in their region, squeezing, imitating Scarface and Al Capone, time for battle and they'll be hiding till the smoke's gone, had them dogs at your door like a 64, hope he missed pointless, he never missed before. Demagogue, label you an outlaw, confiscate your gun law, come into your crib and Pinned up, got your family hemmed up, even with your chin up, you can't feel your manhood. Slowly turn around and tell your family to get down. No one make a sound and put your face into the ground. Anything said again, we pump that hot lead again. This is all American, take that back. <laughs> Lastly, 
plan for civil war And if you ask me the blueprint Mandatory weapon for the family Candidly, Nat Turner burner most amiably Make your soul go from the flow to the canopy Some say I'm violent and I should stay silent Meanwhile, strip us of a right to fend ourselves But my team keep the magazines clean With the hollow peas, red, black, and green bandanas on the shelves Combat boots for the soldiers all twelves Comedic lexicon over prepaid shelves This is why they terrify, fear that we'll get unified Realize the war is on us and break hell And of course, they'll offer support when it's popping off Give you proper transport, show you to the holocaust It's a siege outside, no man is safe from You can hide, but you can't run, Mazel Tov Label you an outlaw, confiscate your gun law, come into your crib and pinned up, got your family hemmed up, even with your chin up, you can't feel your manhood. Slowly turn around and tell your family to get down. No one make a sound and put your face into the ground. Anything said again, we pump that hot lead again. This is all Americans, take that Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, BT. Uh, thank you, Nate Parker, Harry, um, and Debbie Allen uh, for participating in that. Um, before we get into it, I just want to say, you know, I brought my parents out tonight. I just want to thank them uh, for being here, for teaching me um, to focus on comprehension over career, that uh, they make sure I learn what the schools were afraid to teach us, and also to thank my amazing wife for changing my life. Now, this award. This is not for me. This is for the real organizers all over the country, the activists, the civil rights attorneys, the struggling parents, the families, the teachers, the students that are realizing that a system built to divide and impoverish and destroy us cannot stand if we do. All right? It's kind of basic mathematics. The more we learn about who we are and how we got here, the more we will mobilize. Now, this is also in particular for the black women in particular, who have spent their lifetimes dedicated to nurturing everyone before themselves, we can and will do better for you. Now, what we've been doing is looking at the data, and we know that police somehow manage to de-escalate, disarm, and not kill white people every day. So what's going to happen is we are going to have equal rights and justice in our own country, or we will restructure their function and ours. Now, I got more, y'all. Yesterday would have been young Tamir Rice's 14th birthday. So I don't want to hear any more about how far we've come when paid public servants can pull a drive-by and a 12-year-old playing alone in a park in broad daylight, killing him on television and then going home to make a sandwich. 
Tell Rakia Boyd how it's so much better to live in 2012 than it is to live in 1612 or 1712. Tell that to Eric Garner. Tell that to Sandra Bland. Tell that to Dorian Hunt. Now, the thing is, though, all of us in here getting money, that alone isn't going to stop this. All right? Now, dedicating our lives, dedicating our lives to getting money just to give it right back for someone's brand on our body, when we spent centuries praying with brands on our body, and now we pray to get paid for brands on our body. There has been no war that we have not fought and died on the front lines of. There has been no job we haven't done. There's no tax they haven't levied against us, and we've paid all of them. But freedom is somehow always conditional here. You're free, they keep telling us. But she, she, she would have been alive if she hadn't acted so free. Now, freedom is always coming in the hereafter. But you know what, though? The hereafter is a hustle. We want it now. And let's get, let's get a couple things straight, just a little side note. The burden of the brutalized is not to comfort the bystander. That's not our job, all right? Stop with all that. If you have a critique for the resistance, for our resistance, then you better have an established record of critique of our oppression. If you have no interest, if you have no interest in equal rights for black people, then do not make suggestions to those who do. Sit down. We've been floating this country on credit for centuries, yo, and we're done watching and waiting while this invention called whiteness uses and abuses us, burying black people out of sight and out of mind while extracting our culture, our dollars, our entertainment like oil, black gold, ghettoizing and demeaning our creations, then stealing them, gentrifying our genius, and then trying us on like costumes before discarding our bodies like rinds of strange fruit. The thing is, though, the thing is that just because we're magic doesn't mean we're not real. Thank you.
waves collapse, rap shows at a standstill. Some waves so close that the frequencies can't handle. The funk tracks produced by EPMD, but it's a fat chance that we'll ever win a Grammy unless we sell out. It kills the black movement dead, which means swallow our pride and become flunkers instead to stop the rap about freedom. Thoughts of a black president and rap about a black crack that mayor in our residence. Give me your break, brother. It's time to take a stand and kill that no sir, yes sir. And thank you, man, because the world is the luxury a black man can't afford. That's why poverty is on the rise and we still ignore it. And it's a setback, and yet the clock still ticks. If we let it, rap would be run by politics. I read it somewhere that every man's created equal, but not in this day and age. Maybe in the sequel, which means next time. So observe these rhymes and take a stand and go for yours, because I'm going for mine. That's why I. Why is that when wrong is done by the black? It's blown out of proportion and immediately attacked By the press and yes, conflict of course By the kids at concerts who won't rush the doors When child gets hurt, the press gets pesty But what about the Beatles, G and Elvis Presley? They suffers rough, rap does not cause violence so, it makes them understand, but too much power and you might get banned. So if you want airplay, you can't be too black and hate. Watch what you say, but hey, yo. Yeah. 
National Guard pull, pulls into and pours into Ferguson. People in Palestine are making hashtags and telling those folks on the ground how to neutralize tear gas. Alright. Because of that movement, we can make connections. We know that the same company that manufactures that tear gas that was present in Ferguson is the same company that manufactures it and sends it to Palestine. To support Zionism. Because of that movement and because of Black Lives Matter, we recognize the same troops that are being trained in Israel, are being trained here, are being trained in Canada, and being yeah. trained in the UK. Yeah. We know this. When Mike Brown was killed, the world knew about it. We had over 3,000 people come out in Toronto. There were over 3,000 people that came out in London, in, the, in London, UK. There were movements all over the state and all over the world. When Sandra Bland was killed, say her name. Sandra Bland. Say her name. Sandra Bland. Say her name. Sandra Bland. We were able to make connections around the ways in which police brutality and gender manifest itself and sexuality on the bodies, particularly of black women, and black women who are disabled, and black women who are sex working, and black women who are poor and sex working and disabled, low status and low HIV positive. This is a movement that has been led at the heart of it by queer and trans people, by gender -like
Now we have two psychological battles that we're fighting against white folks. We won one. They told us that we should hate Malcolm X. We dumped that. Thank God. (laughs) Now the second battle that we're now fighting is whether or not we will have the right to use the terms to decide how our movement is going to go. They don't want us to use black power. I got news for them.
Because what they say to us is that we are for you, but don't forget your 10% of the population. And if you get smart, we'll wipe you out. Yeah. have to move to a position where we can define. Thank you, my friend. We have to tell our black brothers who are graduated from colleges that to be successful is not to get a job with IBM or Wall Street, but we have to define success for them and we have to say that to be successful is to come back into your community and
Because I'm here to tell you that if you beg a man for a victory, he gives it to you. It's his victory, not yours. We have to decide where the battleground is going to be. How the war is going to be waged. And when we win the victory, remember to the victor belongs the spoil and we're going to take it all. That's why black people have to organize independently. And even if they decide to move into one of the major parties, we will be together as black people. And we have to be together whether we like it or not, because the only reason we are oppressed is because we're black. And that's why our rallying cry... Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'll let you hear me, yeah. Here we go, turn it up, let's start. From block to block, the traffic heart, the jack and mark. And the punk police may face the emergency. We can have peace some safety. But right now I got my mind set up. Looking down the problem, I'm a time to get up. Cause it's time to make the payback back. So my brothers on the block better stay strapped to black. And accept no substitutes. I bring troops to the beach, tear a roof over the whole school.
tournament cares back and double to a stupid Carmichael powerful speech and Tupac I love you yeah if you want to call seventy four 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 seven four four Fifteen minutes past midnight, Evers got out of his car beside his home in a Negro residential area. In a vacant lot about 40 yards away, a sniper fired a single shot from a high-powered rifle at Evers' silhouette. The bullet hit him in the back, crashed through his body, through a window into the house. He died within an hour at a Jackson hospital. City detectives believe the fatal shot was fired from this sweet gum tree. They have found a rifle in the bushes which they think is a murder weapon. They say they also have other clues. Mayor Allen Thompson cut short a Florida vacation and rushed back to City Hall, where he made this statement. City of Jackson offers $5,000 reward to anyone who gives evidence leading to the arrest and the conviction of the guilty. In the Negro community, the mood is sullen anger and a desire for revenge. Now, for many of us who've gone overseas, fought for this country, fought for Mississippi, we fought for Alabama, we fought for North Carolina, we fought for Illinois, and we fought for every state in this union. Now, we're going to stay here and see that the things that the mayor has said become a reality. Uh, this event of this tragic occurrence should cause all persons of goodwill to be aroused and to cause them to be more determined than ever before to break down all of the barriers of racial segregation and discrimination. Now, although half a century has passed since Medgar Evers was taken from us, far too suddenly and far too soon, today's ceremony presents an important opportunity to recommit ourselves and to recommit our great nation to the principles that he lived and died to defend. It provides a chance to ensure that his contributions and his remarkable leadership are remembered for generations to come. The meaning of Medgar Edvers' life and death is that he embraced the fundamental struggle that the great Southern writer Eudora Welt, he said, grew out of our sense of place, which shapes us all psychologically. The struggle between those who believe their lives only count if they control the lives of others around them and those who feel better when they share the life around them with others. Between those who think they really only count when they can dominate and those who've got sense enough to know that things only really work when they cooperate. It is easy to be for yesterday's change. It is easy to sanctify somebody's bones. And soon enough, we'll all be where people can sanctify us. But the meaning of Medgar Edwards' life was that he came home and even though he had a gorgeous wife and beautiful kids and an unbelievable life to look forward to, he said, it can't be 
that I was a soldier in the American Army and I stood up for freedom and I can't vote.
today on August 27th will commemorate the 25th anniversary of Martin Luther King's from all walks of assembled in the Lincoln shadow of the Lincoln Memorial. That day, Martin Luther King Jr. stood before the nation and the world and declared his dream for America. Martin's dream was embraced by many Americans, some like Medgar Evers, John and Bobby Kennedy, Jr.'s leadership, the civil rights movement awakened the conscience of America, great victories in the His accomplishments are much in evidence in this historic convention.
that you just cannot be always happy, that you have to be responsible. And I don't know where I would have been had I not had his tutoring in lessons of responsibility since when he was assassinated, I had four babies, had just finished my first trimester and was into my fourth month, my second trimester with twins. God have mercy on me. I didn't need one baby and I had two more. So that lessons in responsibility then I received from my husband. And so today I've been able to reflect and someone said I'm supposed to give a sign. I don't know who I'm supposed to give it to so that I can look on the face of my husband before I start speaking. And I certainly would like to do that. So whoever I was supposed to give a sign to, please acknowledge that the sign is given. <laughs> program in New York. Have to be responsible now. <laughs> Does anybody have a Kleenex? Where there is religious freedom, 
You can't persecute somebody because of their religion. You cannot persecute someone because of their political beliefs. You cannot persecute someone else because of their language. You cannot persecute someone else for their human differences since all of us, according to the good book, are created in the image of God. And God never put one ethnic group on earth to be in charge of all other ethnic groups. Young intellectuals, world leaders. Why do I say that? I say that primarily because you're never defined by the position that you are in. You're defined by the position you are ascribing to. And you will be the leaders of tomorrow. You will be the young intellectuals, old intellectuals by then, I guess. <laughs> Therefore, the decisions that you will have to make, you shouldn't have to make. But we live in a society where a lot of abuses have taken place. A lot of people have been oppressed. And you will have to unscrabble that. So that we must ask students to focus on the goals of education. Let me just say that in an educational institution, it is supposed to be a transforming institution where justice and liberty and all of the things of understanding authority and losing fear takes place. But yet we see that with all of the years that we have been educated, those things have not been erased, have they? It is extremely important then that you understand that you have a job to do. Not only of thinking critically, but of thinking clearly. Of understanding that I have as much right to live a holistic life as anyone else. And yet when we go to the prisons, and yet when we go to certain neighborhoods, and yet when we go to certain corporate places, we find very few people there look as if we are still in America. Destabilization is not just in our homes, as a lot of people try to say, but destabilization is in our communities, in the cities, and states, and the entire world. We must be concerned with the welfare of our people in a changing society, we must understand then that we must gain control, if not our communities ourselves. 
You have to have control over yourself. How do you get it? Well, you got enough professors here to teach you the process. Is that a fact? I would like to say that today my responsibility is to thank you. All of the administrators and students who have the desire, who have the determination, who have the technical level of artistic development and the creative brilliance to redo this mural.
that was um shot those uh fish bass and well up uh David Seymour. That's my surprise. Just get this going, y'all. A year ago, the Black Panthers were much more active. You heard much more about that type of, of struggle. Is it time where the Black Panthers passed? The Black Panthers still exist, and the Black Panthers are still extremely active in, in the Oakland community and in, in communities all over the country. I'm not sure whether you are aware of what is now um, happening in the Black Panther Party and the kinds of things that members of, the, of that party uh, are doing no, now. No, tell me. First of all, if you're going to talk about a revolutionary situation, you have to have people who are physically able to wage revolution, who are physically able to organize and physically able to do all that is done. Yeah, but the question is, more: how do you get there? Do you get there by confrontation, violence? Oh, is that the question you were asking? Yeah. See, that's, I mean, that's another thing. When you talk about a revolution, most people think violence um, without realizing that the real content of any kind of revolutionary thrust lies in the, in, in the principles and the goals that you're striving for, not in the way you reach them. On the other hand, uh, because of the way this society is organized, because of the violence that exists on the surface everywhere, you have to expect that there are going to be such explosions. You have to expect things like that as reactions. If you are a black person and live in, in, in the black community all your life and walk out on the street every day seeing white policemen surrounding you, I, when I was living in Los Angeles, for instance, long before the situation in L.A. ever occurred, uh, I was constantly stopped. No, the, the, the police didn't know who I, who I was, but I was a black woman. I had a, had a natural, and, and they, I suppose, thought that I might be a, quote, militant. And when you live under a situation like that constantly, um, uh, and, then, and then you ask me, you know, whether I approve of violence. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, whether I approve of guns. I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, some very, very good friends of mine were killed by bombs, bombs that were planted by racists. Uh, I remember from the time I was very small, I remember the sounds of bombs exploding across the street, our house shaking. I remember my father having to have guns at his disposal at all times because of the fact that at any moment uh, uh, someone we might expect to be attacked. The man who was at that time in complete control of the city government, his name was Bull Connor, uh, would often get on the radio and make statements like, uh, 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 niggas have moved into a white neighborhood, uh, we better expect some bloodshed tonight. And sure enough, there would be bloodshed. Uh, after the four young girls who were, who lived very, who lived, one of them lived uh, next door to me, um, I was very good friends with the sister of, of another one. My, my sister was very good friends with all three of them. My mother taught one of them in her class. My mother... In fact, when the bombing occurred, one of the mothers of uh, one of the young girls called my mother and said, uh, can you take me down to the church to pick up uh, Carol? I, you know, we heard about the bombing, and I, and I don't have my car. And they went down, and what did they find? They found limbs and heads strewn all over the place. 
And then after that, uh, in my neighborhood, all of the men organized themselves into an armed patrol. They had to take their guns and patrol our community every night because they did not want that to happen again. I mean, that's why when someone asked me about violence, uh, uh, I just uh, I just find it incredible. It, because it, what it means is that the person who's asking that question has absolutely no idea what black people have gone through, what black people have experienced in this country since the time the first black person was kidnapped from the shores of Africa. Sister Soldier, are you a racist? You can't call me or any black person any place in the world a racist. We don't have the power to do to white people what white people have done to us. And even if we did, we don't have that low-down, dirty nature. So do you believe there are any good white people? If there are, I haven't met them. Where are they? Good evening, America. This is your president. Please listen carefully to the announcement I'm about to make. After careful consideration and research, Vice President Duke, Congress, and myself have concluded that black people have not advanced technologically. Their educational testing scores are on a rapid decline. The vast majority of them are on welfare and producing babies at a faster rate than they can support them. And we will not carry them anymore. We are left with no other choice but to put slavery back into effect. All blacks will report to the designated camps in their area to receive further orders. The only blacks excused will be those serving in the United States military and the police. Any blacks who do not cooperate will be terminated immediately. I repeat, slavery is back in effect. We are at war! That's what I told you! I know you heard what the president said, and if the nigga don't move, then he's dead. It's time for us to take the stand. Woman to woman and man to man. Blood rushes through your veins, you feel the fear. Who'd have thought that it could happen here? In the land of the free, home of the Wise and I 
from your friends. say something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation when man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself he becomes master of his environment the captain of his own ship the director of his own destiny the accomplisher of his own ends man should understand himself because man is full of knowledge and this knowledge is a gift of nature when Mother Nature created man, she deprived him of nothing. He was given the faculty of understanding all things around him. This faculty for understanding has not been taken away from him. None of his senses have been taken away from him. So there is no excuse for the black man in lacking the knowledge that man is used to beautify the world and produce all that he needs for his happiness and civilization. Look the world over and whatever you see in it that is pleasing to man, contributing to man's comfort, to his needs and to his satisfaction, it is but the work of man. Man blessed with the knowledge of himself and the understanding of all things around him. If you are able to live with the knowledge of yourself and with the greater knowledge of nature, you must know what is good and what is not. You must know what is finite. You must know that which is material, physical and otherwise is at your disposal to create or otherwise use. If we leave America and go over to the east to Japan, they will be telling their fellow citizens of Japan of the wonderful accomplishments of the Japanese people, proving that man is moving onward as time moves on. But you, you have hated yourselves as you have done in previous years. You have shown malice, prejudice and hate to each other. 
And the result is that while other races have made progress, while India has made progress towards nationalism, while Ireland has made progress towards republicanism, while the whole world has made progress in man's accomplishments, you still stand fighting yourselves, dishonoring yourselves, showing no disposition toward that higher life so that you will be abundantly blessed. So reflect and think that you were created for some purpose other than exhibiting malice toward your neighbor or fellow men of your own race. What a pity it is that we cannot stand united without a written law. There is no written law compelling other races to stand together. They are brought together by the gentle touch of nature. The unwritten law of nature causes them to stand together on all occasions. So wheresoever you find them in the field, that one gentle touch of nature causes them to stand together, if need be, die together. But with a black man, you can preach to him from the pulpits. You'll lecture from the platforms, from the byways and the hedges. The spirit of cooperation, but he will not cooperate. You talk to him gently, you try talking harshly to him, he still will not cooperate. The result is that he falls prey to those who understand themselves and walk through the world making you their serfs and slaves. You must acquire an understanding of yourselves. Look around you. See the smiling pictures of nature, the beautiful hedges, the wonderful mountains, the wonderful vegetation all around. But because of your disposition to each other, you live in suffering and want and penury and in debt. You lack the gentle touch of nature, love for each other, you hate yourselves. Black men and black men, and what is wrong with you? Why have you no affection for yourselves? Could I hope to see you living among yourselves as the people I've spoken of? Living in charity, love, and in sympathy with each other? It can be done. I wonder if you will adapt that course. Isn't it easier to enjoy prosperity than to live in ignorance and darkness? Why select the worst out of nature? Nature never gave pain, suffering, and death to the world. It was man himself who selected death, pain, and sorrow. I wonder if I cannot inspire you to select between good and evil. Let me impress upon you once again that whatsoever your hardships may be, whatsoever your difficulties in life, they are your own selection. And so if you encourage them, if you husband them and take them to your bosom, they will abide with you. Nature will not take them away from you as Mother Nature did not give them to you. She is not responsible for your sorrows. Mother Nature represents all that is beautiful. She gave you the highest personality in the realm divine. Your sorrows are your own. If you want joy, if you want sunshine, it is before you abundantly in nature. I made a selection of sunshine, the beautiful sunshine. I made a selection to laugh with the moon, to laugh with the stars, and sing with the birds of the forest and of the wilderness, to join in the rhythmic music of the winds that sing from east to west and from north to south. Had I selected sorrow, I would have been dead a long time ago and been without that which would send me into the presence of the divine, because I would have lived not with the knowledge that is divine. We must acquire the higher knowledge of life. Black men and black women, will you get the knowledge that the white man has that causes him to be leaders and masters in the world? They are not gods with a peculiar source for understanding the world around them. They have only given expression to the knowledge of their humanity and been able to use and conquer all to their satisfaction and glory. And that is why they are always greater than you in every community that you find them. Isn't it strange that wheresoever the white man is found, he takes precedence over you? Why is that so? Answer that for yourselves, black men and black women. Wheresoever you come in contact with the white man, you always have to go down in defeat before him. Whether it be in England, in France, or in America, you always have to go down to the white man, and yet he has two eyes, two feet, two hands, same passions, same senses and feelings as you have. Your feet are not put on opposite sides, now your hands turned around the other way. But it's because you fail to use your will, your knowledge, and your mental faculties to the point where you will enjoy life around you. 
I'm only here and not in the gutters and in the pond of despair because I use my intelligence. And I swear that no man alive shall ever use his intelligence in understanding the works of nature more than I. I shall rise as high as he ascends. I shall meet him on the same platform of mental equality and fight him till thy kingdom come because nature created us equal. I want you to make up your mind as I've made up my mind years ago. Make up your mind that you will rise to the knowledge of your soul. Because of your ignorance, you cannot understand and decide between good and evil. You don't know whether you're doing right or wrong. With a greater knowledge of life, you're able to appreciate all things around you. I'm able to gather you here because I understand you. Understand your neighbor, your wife, your children. And you will be able to live in harmony with each other and get the best out of life. Play that. Don't worry, be happy. For the number one thing. Damn it, I said you can find me right here. Damn it, stop it. 
Thank you very much. It's a privilege and an honor to be in the white intellectual ghetto of the West. We wanted to do a couple of things before we started. The first is that based on the fact that SNCC, uh, through the articulation of its program by its chairman, has been able to win elections in Georgia, Alabama, Maryland, and by our parents here, will win an election in California. 1968, I'm going to run for President of the United States. Uh, I just can't make it because I wasn't born in the United States. That's the only thing holding me back. We wanted to say that this is a student conference, as it should be, held on a campus, and that we're not ever to be caught up in the intellectual masturbation of the question of black power. That's a function of people who are advertisers that call themselves reporters. (laughs) 
Oh, for my members and friends of the press, my self-appointed white critics, I was reading uh, Mr. Bernard Shaw two days ago, and I came across a very important quote, which I think is most apropos for you. He says, all criticism is a autobiography. Dig yourself. Okay. The philosophers Camus and Sartre raised the question whether or not a man can condemn himself. The black existentialist philosopher who was pragmatic, Franz Fanon, answered the question. He said that man could not. Camus and Sartre does not. We in SNCC tend to agree with Camus and Sartre that a man cannot condemn himself. Were he to condemn himself, he would then have to inflict punishment upon himself. An example would be the Nazis. Any prisoner, any of the Nazi prisoners, who admitted after he was caught and incarcerated that uh, he committed crimes, that he killed all the many people that he killed, he committed suicide. The only ones who were able to stay alive were the ones who never admitted that they committed a crime against people. That is, the ones who rationalized that Jews were not human beings and deserved to be killed, or that they were only following orders. On a more immediate scene, the officials and the population of the white population in uh, Neshoba County, Mississippi, that's where Philadelphia was, could not, could not condemn Rainey, his deputies, and the other 14 men that killed three human beings. They could not because they elected Mr. Rainey to do precisely what he did, and that for them to condemn him will be for them to condemn themselves. In a much larger view, Snick says that white America cannot condemn herself. And since we are liberal, we have done it. You stand condemned. Now, a number of things then arises from that answer of how do you condemn yourselves. Seems to me that the institutions that function in this country are clearly racist and that they're built upon racism. And the question then is how can black people inside of this country move? And then how can white people who say they're not a part of those institutions, begin to move? And how then do we begin to clear away the obstacles that we have in this society that make us live like human beings? How can we begin to build institutions that will allow people to relate with each other as human beings? This country has never done that, especially around the country of white or black. Now, several people have been upset because we've said that integration was irrelevant when initiated by blacks, and that in fact it was a subterfuge, an insidious subterfuge, for the maintenance of white supremacy. Now we maintain that in the past six years or so, this country has been feeding us a thalatomite drug of integration, and that some Negroes have been walking down a dream street talking about sitting next to white people and that that does not begin to solve the problem. That when we went to Mississippi, we did not go to sit next to Ross Barnett. We did not go to sit next to Jim Clark 
we went to get them out of our way. And that people ought to understand that. That we were never fighting for the right to integrate. We were fighting against white supremacy. Now then, in order to understand white supremacy, we must dismiss the fallacious notion that white people can give anybody their freedom. No man can give anybody his freedom. A man is born free. You may enslave a man after he is born free. And that is, in fact, what this country does. It enslaves black people after they're born. So that the only act that white people can do is to stop denying black people their freedom. That is, they must stop denying freedom. They never give it to anyone. Now, we want to take that to its logical extension so that we could understand, then, what its relevancy would be in terms of new civil rights bills. I maintain that every civil rights bill in this country was passed for white people, not for black people. For example, I am black. I know that. I also know that while I am black, I am a human being. And therefore, I have the right to go into any public place. White people didn't know that. Every time I tried to go into a place, they stopped me. So some boys had to write a bill to tell that white man he's a human being. Don't stop him. That bill was for that white man, not for me. I knew it all the time. I knew it all the time. I knew that I could vote and that that wasn't a privilege, it was my right. Every time I tried, I was shot, killed, or jailed, beaten, or economically deprived. So somebody had to write a bill for white people to tell them, when a black man comes to vote, don't bother him. That bill again was for white people, not for black people. So that when you talk about open occupancy, I know I can live any place I want to live. It is white people across this country who are incapable of allowing me to live where I want to live. You need a civil rights bill, not me. I know I can live where I want to live. So that the failure to pass a civil rights bill isn't because of black power, isn't because of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, is not because of the rebellions that are occurring in the major cities. It is incapability of whites to deal with their own problems inside their own communities. That is the problem of the failure of the Civil Rights Bill. And so in a larger sense, we must then ask, how is it that black people move? And what do we do? But the question in the greater sense is how can white people who are the majority and who are responsible for making democracy work, make it work? They have miserably failed to this point. They have never made democracy work, be it inside the United States, Vietnam, South Africa, the Philippines, South America, Puerto Rico, wherever America has been. She has not been able to make democracy work. So that in a larger sense, we not only condemn the country for what is done internally, but we must condemn it for what it does externally. We see this country trying to rule the world 
And someone must stand up and start articulating that this country is not God and cannot rule the world. Now then, before we move on, we ought to develop the white supremacy attitudes that we're either conscious or subconscious of, and how they run rampant through the society today. For example, the missionaries were sent to Africa. They went with the attitude that blacks were automatically inferior. As a matter of fact, the first act the missionaries did, you know, when they get to Africa, was to make us cover up our bodies because they said it got them excited. <laughs> we couldn't go bare-breasted anymore because they got excited. Now, when the missionaries came to civilize us because we were uncivilized, educate us because we were uneducated, and give us some, some literate studies because we were illiterate, they charged a price. The missionaries came with the Bible, and we had the land. When they left, they had the land, and we still have the Bible. And that has been the rationalization for Western civilization as it moves across the world and stealing and plundering and raping everybody in its path. Their one rationalization is that the rest of the world is uncivilized, and they are in fact civilized, and they are uncivilized. And that runs on today, you see, because what we have today is that we have what we call um, modern-day Peace Corps uh, missionaries, and they come into our ghettos, and they head start, uh, upward lift, bootstrap, and upward bound us into white society. Because they don't want to face the real problem, which is a man is poor for one reason and one reason only, because he does not have money, period. If you want to get rid of poverty, you give people money, period. And you ought not to tell me about people who don't work and you can't give people money without working, because if that were true, you'd have to start stopping Rockefeller, Bobby Kennedy, Lyndon Bain Johnson, Lady Bird Johnson, the whole Standard Oil, the Golf Club, all of them including probably a large number of the Board of Trustees of this university. So the question then clearly is not whether or not one can work, it's who has power, who has power to make his or her act legitimate. That is all. And that this country, that power is invested in the hands of white people, and they make their acts legitimate. It is now, therefore, for black people to make our act legitimate. Before you put on this record, understand, this is for all of my ancestors who were raped, who were killed, and hung because of their plight for freedom and for dignity. They died for me and they died for you. This is for them to know that, yes, even today, in 1992, we are still fired up, and we're still talking about revolution.
It's a water gun from pure poverty. Generations of good people in cycles of poverty and poverty. So I ask myself, I say, how you doing as much as you can for the struggle? No. Am I doing as much as I can for the struggle? No. Then why do I cry when my people are in trouble? No. My ancestors slapped me in the face and said, go! We don't have to argue with anybody. We don't have to curse and go around acting bad with our words. We don't need any bricks and bottles. We don't need any Molotov cocktails. We just need to go around to these stores and to these massive industries in our country and say, God sent us by here to say to you that you're not treating his children right. 
And we come by here to ask you to make the first item on your agenda bad treatment where God's children are concerned. Now, if you are not prepared to do that, we do have an agenda that we must follow. And our agenda calls for withdrawing economic support from you. So as a result of this, we're asking you tonight to go out and tell your neighbors not to buy Coca-Cola in Memphis. Go by and tell them not to buy sealed pest milk. Tell them not to buy what is all the bread, Wonder Bread. And what is other bread come to Jesse? Tell them not to buy hard bread. As Jesse Jackson has said, up to now, only the garbage men have been feeling pain. Now we must kind of redistribute the pain. We are choosing these companies because they haven't been fair their hiring policies. And we are choosing them because they can begin the process of saying they are going to support the needs and the rights of these men who are on track. And then they can move on town, downtown and tell Mayor Loeb to do what is right. Now, not only that, we've got to strengthen black institutions. I call upon you to take your money out of the banks downtown and deposit your money in Tri-State Bank. We want a bank-in movement in Memphis. Go by the Savings and Loan Association. I'm not asking you something that we don't do ourselves in SCLC. Judge Hooks and others will tell you that we have an account here in the Savings and Loan Association from the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. We are telling you to follow what we are doing. Put your money back. You have six or seven black insurance companies here in the city of Memphis. Take out your insurance there. We want to have an insurance in. Now, these are some practical things that we can do. We begin the process of building a great economic base. And at the same time, we are putting pressure where it really hurts. I ask you to follow through here. Now let me say as I move to my conclusion that we've got to give ourselves to this struggle until the end. 
Nothing would be more tragic than to stop at this point in Memphis. We've got to see it through. When we have our march, you need to be there. If it means leaving work, if it means leaving school, be there. Be concerned about your brother. You may not be on strap, but either we go up together or we go down together. Let us develop a kind of dangerous unselfishness.
church, mate. I'm okay then. of your hair? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin to such extent that you bleach to get like the white man? Who taught you to hate the shape of your nose and the shape of your lips? Who taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? Who taught you to hate your own kind? Who taught you to hate the race that you belong to? So much so that you don't want to be around each other. No, before you come asking Mr. Muhammad, does he teach hate, you should ask who yourself, who taught you to hate being what God gave you. We teach you to love the hair that God gave you. Here you way out in the middle of the ocean, can't swim, and you worried about someone that's in the bathtub and can't swim. We don't steal, we don't gamble, we don't lie, and we don't cheat. And that also deprives the government of revenue. <laughs> because you can't get into a whiskey bottle without getting past the government seal. You can't open a deck of cards without getting past the government seal. Here's a white man makes the whiskey and then puts you in jail for getting drunk. He sells you the cards and the dice and puts you in jail when he catches you using them. So he's against us because we fix it where he can't catch you anymore. We take the dice out of your hands and the cards out of your hands and the whiskey out of your head. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected one, a person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And as Muslims, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us to respect our women and to protect our women. And the only time a Muslim really gets real violent is when someone goes to molest his woman. We will kill you for our woman. I'm, I'm making it plain, yes. We will kill you for our woman. We believe that if the white man will do whatever is necessary to see that his woman gets respect and protection, then you and I will never be recognized as men until we stand up like men and place the same penalty over the head of anyone who puts his filthy hands out to put in the direction of our women. Peace. I'm called Professor X, the Overseer. In the early 1900s, a brother set out on voyage. His mission, black nationalism. His oath, 
freedom or death. In the 60s, brothers like Stokely Carmichael, H. Rat Brown, The Mission, Black Nationalism, The Oath, Freedom or Death. In the 90s, The Mission, Black Nationalism, The Messengers, X-Clan, The Movement, Black Watch, The Oath, Freedom or Death. By the way, Freedom or Death. Shall all be moved. glory. This is protected by the red, the black, and the green with the key. Abracadabra, a la baby professor. All hail funk and lesson. Sweet tongue grand writer of scrolls. Now behold, let the legend unfold. Born in the cosmos, for no time and space to exist. Live in the midst of the chaos. Mortals label me as a logical, mythological. They couldn't comprehend when I brought the word A sick called verb, a black still nerve Each knows actors and actresses Who write a couple lines on what black is Really? Then they label me a sin When a brother just speaks what's within I guess I'm blacker than the shadow in the darkest alley That they're always scared to go in Boo! I wear boots and bees Bags and braids, thick and scroll Rings and shades, walk in the light of the moon But I've never been a Batman African, call it black man Brother, extract the African steps in your movement Drums of dance, the drums of war. Who knows the score? Speak no 
But all these people here, I think the most appropriate, very human revolutionary thing to first say, like we always say, is all power to the people. But uh, let's get on down to nitty gritty. And don't miss any nits or grits, all right? There's some people running around distorting, really, what? people are talking about when they say that we want a society, we want a world of humanism. Not only do we want to free all the people, but you're going to have to free the birds and the snails and the worms and the trees and the lakes and everything to free humanity. You're going to have to do that. And when we speak of pollution, we cannot only speak of pollution in terms of um, only the land, only the lake and our nature as it exists. We can speak of pollution in terms of the historical pollution of fascism, the historical pollution of war, the historical pollution of hunger in the world, the historical pollution of murder, the historical pollution that we people, poor-breast people in this world all over have been subjected to for too many years. That pollution is the basis of the pollution of the nature of the world, the universe. The only solution to pollution is a people's humane revolution. Brothers and sisters, people and human beings alike. It's one thing to talk about doing something, and it's another thing to get down to nitty-gritty and do it. If we want to do it, if we want to feel the vibrations in our soul, if we want to know where we're going as human beings, if you want to dance, if you want to feel the music of a revolutionary struggle in the framework of what we're talking about, Every creative variability that exists with human beings on the face of this earth is the essence of the music that sparks our spirit, that sparks our philosophical outlook when we speak in terms of humanism and in fact implement that humanism. We do not have to articulate politics anymore. Politics should mean basically one general thing. The basic desire to needs of the people and nothing else. And all that old junk. Well, the basic socio-economic structure and the adverse conditions that black people are subjected to and all this junk. That's bull crap. We don't have time for it. 
We sum it up by saying you talk about the basic socioeconomic structure and the adverse conditions that black people subject to all you want. We talking about some free food and free food programs all across this country. You're wondering how we're going to do this here. It's not us who's going to do it. You're going to do it. We're talking about the medical clinics and every other survival program we got going. We'll have 20 in the next eight months, and we might have 30 in the next two years. At the same time, we're going to have a quantitative increase in every major oppressed community in the country. Got to happen. The only way we're going to attack capitalism to expropriate from that capitalistic system the goods, the technology, etc., put it down in their poor oppressed communities. All of us, the people who are oppressed, and us too, and everybody, producing it and giving it away free. It's the only way I know how to start attacking a monster of capitalism, a monster of charging people money for everything they get. We're saying the music is free, the life is free, the world is free, and if it ain't free, let's start getting our chains off now. The psychological chains and the chains of oppression. Let's get it off now. Let's move the chains off of us. Because if we don't move the chains off of us, they're going to annihilate us. They're going to annihilate us by producing the earth. The capitalists and the fascists, they're going to do this here. We're saying the universe belongs to the people. The moon belongs to the people. Mars belongs to the people. And the people belong to the people. All power to the people. Thank you very much. Right on. Power to the people.
one on the planet as the one for KRS. Kicking them at the physical, spiritual, trying to like get with you, showing you you were invincible. The Black Panther is the black answer for real. In my spiritual form, I turn into Bobby Seal on the wheels of steel. My spirit flies away and enters into Kwame Ture. That's what you say when you see a devil dead. That's what you say when you take the devil's crown. Stay alive, all things will change around. No dee-doo-dee-doo-dee-doo So I grab the air and speak through the code The devil cannot see through as I unload Into another cerebellum Then I can tell him Because my vibes go through denim and leather Whatever, however, I'm still rocking We used to pick cotton Now we pick up cotton when we shopping Have you forgotten why we building in a cypher? You hear me, kid? Government is building in a pyramid The son of God is brighter than the son of man The spirit is Check your dollar bill, G There it is And it's democratic, they press auto And you kill it with an automatic oh, yeah. That's what you say 